My name is Joanne Averson, and this is the podcast, Pain Removed, Performance Improved. Today is January the 5th, 2021. And I want to wish you all a happy new year. I know it's one of the strangest new years ever in history, probably. Although arguably, I suppose every new year is unique. Um, And I wanted to share with you that I'm really excited to have been invited to present this month on the 16th of January for the Fascia Hub. And the reason I'm so excited, well, there's lots of reasons. One of them is that the subject is so dear to my heart. It is the fascial heart. So being a lover of heart-centered motion and teaching heart-centered movement for decades, I'm just delighted to be invited. Another reason I'm thrilled is because Jan Trawartha, who has created the Fascia Hub, has such a heart-centered approach to learning and teaching and presenting and hosting Jan and I have had some really lovely conversations together about our own personal experiences of learning and going to conferences and feeling isolated or feeling alone or, in my case, being ridiculed for asking what seemed to be stupid questions and turned out to be very inspiring curiosities. And, you know, I didn't enjoy the embarrassment at the time and I didn't enjoy being ridiculed ever, but it's inspired me to go forward and two things really, keep looking, stay curious. And I think that makes three, um, never, ever, ever let anyone in a classroom I'm hosting or presenting in feel stupid or embarrassed that they think they've got the wrong idea or they've asked a silly question or whatever. Because I just feel that being comfortable while you're learning and being curious and being inspired are such important aspects because I think we learn from the heart. And if we're inspired to understand something, it comes from a sort of passion to know more and to sense what's going on. And this brings me to a really key thing in the study of the heart and the fascia and bringing it all together to to present about it is that i think we are naturally heart-centered people i think people are naturally heart-centered and in studying embryology and discovering that the heart in fact syncopates the growth organization of the tissues into form it precedes the formation of the brain I just love knowing that. And of course, there's a whole lot more to it. But for me, the heart is the the syncopator, the rhythm controller, the orchestrator, the conductor, if you like, of the orchestra, of the body forming itself into form. Um, We are self-assembled, essentially. And that's a technical term. Living things self-assemble. It's one of the things that distinguishes them from non-living things. And that's what invites us to cross the Rubicon between many classical aspects in bodywork of uh, biomechanics and anatomy and 
literally stand across a chasm and recognise that we are living things that self-assemble and we do so by very, very different rules to those of hard matter, biomechanical functions that often are used as the criteria of living function for the human body. And that's just wrong because we're not made of hard matter. I know our bones are hard, but they're relatively hard to our soft stuff. And they're nothing like as hard as non-living matter. So the rules are different. And it's a very exciting Rubicon to cross because the pioneers in current science and somatic practices are really eager that we cross it safely and wisely. And so I'm very excited to be presenting probably more questions than answers, but nevertheless, to be um, invited by Jan into this such lovely learning environment, teaching environment, to participate with my colleagues, Michael Shea and Gil Headley, with all the different aspects that we can bring together between us. And they will be different. And also Helen Eady, who is one of my colleagues, one of my friends, um, her work is absolutely beautiful. She's going to be doing somatic practices. And quite honestly, the price of the ticket is worth it just to watch Helen because she's fabulous. And some of you will have heard podcasts with her in this series, Pain Removed, Performance Improved. And although the title is The Fascial Heart. Um, I'm quite excited about all the different aspects of performance that that represents. Um, and I'm still in two minds as to the exact angle to take because I'm so excited about so many different aspects. So watch this space and it will be on Saturday the 16th, as I said, and it's going to be I think it's about six hours from 3pm to 9pm. So Helen's doing several in-between practices and a lovely long piece of somatic practice focused on the heart, which I've seen in advance and I'm telling you is absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. And then I think Michael and Gil and I are all doing an hour's presentation followed by 30 minutes of Q&A. And Jan is hosting it in her inimitable way. And she's such a lovely host because she, as I said before, knows from experience how it feels to be excluded as a participant. So she works in an incredibly inclusive and generous spirited way. So it's a real privilege to be on the team, as it were. So I invite you to be there. And if you can, I think it's uh, being recorded. So if you can't, you've still got no excuse because it's going to be fabulous information. And it, you can go to thefashahub.com to join us. That's the, T-H-E, Fascia, F-A-S-C-I-A, hub, H-U-B, or one word, thefashahub.com. So whatever we talk about, remember Essentially, I think we are heart-centered beings. 
And whatever your favourite way of learning anatomy, whether it's classical, whether you're somebody that prefers the somatic sensory awareness that fascia brings into the picture, whether you agree with biotensegrity or even begin to follow it, it's very much about describing how living soft matter self-assembles. So it's very naturally a way of describing how bodies are formed and goes beyond biomechanics. And whether you want to hear about it from a structural point of view or an anatomical point of view or circulatory point of view, the heart is, as I said, the rhythm syncopator. I think I've said this in a previous podcast. I think in the embryo, the heart animates the entire growth organization. And I think of it as orchestrating how the fascial fabric forms the structures that allow us to perform. And hearts first, the heart, the, the immature heart cells precede the growing brain. And the reason it's so helpful to think of it as the conductor of the body's forming orchestration is because if you think about it, the conductor doesn't sing or play an instrument or make a sound necessarily. But it must know, the, or he or she must know, the rhythm and the timing of every part of the orchestra and bring it together and move it along in a related rhythm. And that syncopation is really key to our ability to perform. And it plays a role in handling pain, actually, just while we're on the subject of pain removed and performance improved. And rhythm has far more to do with how we live and move and breathe and animate and manage physically and emotionally and psychologically and even spiritually. It has a lot to do with it because if we can find our rhythms and we can find balance in our rhythms, we can actually manage the rhythm between sympathetic and parasympathetic response. Sometimes what's talked about in vagal theory, polyvagal theory, and also the Heart Math Institute and heart rate variability is also um, very much about how rhythm performs in our lives and how we perform rhythmically and what rhythms we work to. Now, the heart has to have variable rhythms at different times, but the balancing of the appropriate rhythm at the appropriate time for the appropriate task and the appropriate body control is really the essence of how structure performs and coordinates and interrelates. So it's a fascinating subject and uh, I get carried away. I invite you to come on Saturday week. So today's Tuesday the 5th when I'm recording this. I wish you a very happy new year from the centre of my heart to yours. And I hope to see you on the 16th. Take care. Stay safe. Stay close. Be well. <laughs>